Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tommy, your host. Let's get started. I know in my own life, as the Lord began to bring healing into my life, and of course, the one verse I hated was that one in James where it said, confess your sins to one another and you'll be healed. I'm like, can we just take that one out? Because I'm not, <laughs> I'm not wanting to do this whole vulnerable share my stuff Me thing, too. but I've just learned though, that as we're vulnerable to share our journey and to get real with people in the context of, of safe, healthy community, that God begins to do things. And obviously as our life begins to, get tuned up and healed and we're operating out of that healthy place as artists, because, you know, I've got, I've had this privilege now since 2009 of working with thousands of artists and seeing their hearts come alive. It's never about the art (laughs) and it's never about the financial issues they're going through. And it's never about the marketing and all that. It's always about the heart issues. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm amazed every time artist after artist after artist, when their heart begins to get healed, when their identity grid begins to get reshaped into alignment with the kingdom, then all of a sudden, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, it's the favor of God on their life or, oh, God's really blessing you. I'm like, no, this is actually the kingdom working normally. This is actually what life is supposed to be like on a healed and healthy grid. And yet we're so not used to that. We're used to the paralyzed, stuck, trying to make it, begging God, why don't you change me? Why doesn't this shift in my life? And it keeps people absolutely paralyzed in, in their life, not able to move forward. Yeah, it's, I, I, I could listen to you talk about that and, and that's all day <laughs> because, and I'm really grateful because I don't hear a lot of people talking the way that, that you are. So that really encourages me. And, and this is, I'm so glad that you gravitate towards heart healing and wholeness and really working on the identity of an artist because by nature artists are very yes they're very creative but they're also very sensitive in fact at times hypersensitive you know they they have a sensitivity to the thought airwaves at a heightened level which can make them have just enormous uh, breakthrough in certain maybe giftings or, or, or things that manifest life or sure. beautiful artistry that, that, that comes forward. But at the same time, that hypersensitivity can make them prone to so many battlegrounds that the enemy utilizes to uh, at some point sabotage the long-term fruitfulness. You know, I, I, sometimes I get you know, um, concerned about certain creative people that like they rocket out of the gate and they get so much attention, so much publicity and, 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 and there isn't an identity structure there that's solid. And at some point down the road, and I, I've even worked with a number of them. It's like, there's this huge crash, this huge burnout that comes, this huge um, explosion because uh, those broken areas got hooked onto and they were quote unquote successful. And so it, yeah. it sent them on this crazy trajectory. So now we have people on social media going, Oh, look at that guy. Look at that lady. Oh, they're, they're doing wonderful quote unquote and something's wrong with me. And now, now you're further 
damaging the journey that you're on. You're not letting your process be beautiful. And, and I found right. for me, the key was God was always bringing me back to identity, always bringing me back to in, in your wilderness journeys or in your struggles or in that process. Like you said, it's not about all that other stuff. It's about the heart. Uh, right. Can you learn to let me love you even when money's not great or, or this isn't happening yeah. or this isn't breaking through? And those became the most precious seasons of my life where now in greater stages and greater levels, who I am in, in Christ is allowed more to just shine through. And, and, and right. I'm, at, I'm more at peace with, with who I am more at peace with myself, more at peace with how God made me. I'm even more at peace with the weak areas and the struggles. Mm. We all have much to grow in and it's always a, a, a learning process, but like coming to that place where now the things that he put in me, there's more of a free flow because there isn't that that pressure and there isn't some yeah. of that relational garbage that clogged up um, the creative aspect of my life. And for me, it took yeah. a breakdown, you know, a massive emotional breakdown. And actually, I actually had to leave a large church environment because I found that I couldn't, and, and, and nothing against large churches or small churches, not, nothing about that. It was just I couldn't stay on my journey while in the heavy performance-based environment. Yeah, the pressure yeah, cooker. It would just want to hook yeah. me right back in, hook me right back in. So I needed like a season of detox where I went through some seasons where I even did nothing for, for a time that had to do with what I was felt called to do. I was working construction. I was doing, you know, other uh, renovation work. And I'm sitting there going, God, what is this? And it was a season of a reestablishment of who are you yeah. and your identity. And I feel like a lot of people listening to this and right now are going through that. And, and what they're oh, doing yeah. is they're putting the investment into the performance. I got to market better. Right. I got to do this better. I got to do that better. And it's like they're spinning their wheels. And really what God wants them to do is just revisit identity, revisit his love, uh, so revisit good. those precious areas. God's not withholding anything from you, but he wants that's to right. take you through a season where he's a good dad and a good dad doesn't want to, we don't want to launch his kids unless he's established his love and his approval. In that's them. right. And so I'm in continual immersions of that. I, I never found that I hit any end of it. It's just deeper right. and deeper layers that God uses everything in our life as placeholders for, I want to, I want to reaffirm my identity because really isn't yeah. that the end all in, in Romans eight it tells us all of creation is waiting for what the manifestation of what at the end of the story right. It's God's kids <laughs> rising up. It's his sons, yeah. his daughters. Yeah. That's the end of the story. And I, we, I've wasted too much time, you know, going oh, yeah. after stuff. Nothing wrong with marketing. Nothing wrong with those things in the tool belt. But it's like, mm, as believers, there is a deeper calling, strengthening right. of identity. And um, when, we, when we focus there, um, I've even learned that, uh, for example, I've, I've worked with a couple people who are professional or, or amateur athletes. They, they, they do athletics for, for a living, right? And the performance thing is like crazy off the charts, right? And so they come to me for help. Maybe it's marriage help. Maybe it's this, this other area or they're having anxiety. And I'm working on the identity thing, working on the rejection mindset. Interestingly enough, the quote-unquote performance in their athletic uh, uh, work 
actually goes higher because yeah. working on identity and getting solid in that, the pressure's off. That anxiety and tension, that energy that they used of, oh my goodness, the weight is on me, can now be utilized uh, in excitement for yes. God's got their back. And, and, right. and boy, wouldn't it be great to, to do the work that God's called you to do without pressure, without weight? Oh, I totally agree. I mean, I, I see in our artist mentoring program, I mean, we've got over 900 now artists in that program. And the ones that I see consistently where you start seeing major acceleration happen in their life, where their art changes, they're stepping into the marketplace, they're really thriving. They're the ones that go through our, actually we have five modules. It's funny. Our first module is cultivating your heart and mind, because if you don't, if you don't build the cistern and rebuild the cistern, you know, in a healthy way, then anything that God wants to do in your life, you, you can't hold. And so I just, I see that time after time and time again, the other thing I was just going to pick up on what you said, you know, how the Lord revisits things, um, just in full disclosure to everybody listening, the reason I even found you, Mark, and all that, that you're doing, many of my listeners know my mom just passed away after a really short um, battle with multiple myeloma cancer from you know, about six weeks from diagnosis to her passing and really shook our family and just a, a difficult time. And things that I thought, you know, if you had asked me in my life, have you dealt with rejection? Have you dealt with identity? I'd be like, dude, I've written books on this subject. I've been, <laughs> I've been helping people deal with this for years and seeing a huge amount of freedom in my own life and in their life. And what am I back to? What's the Lord coming back to in my life? Rejection, father issues, wow. wounded, wanting to go deeper, wanting to continue to dig out that root. And I just, at this point in my journey, you know, I'm 45 years old. I've learned enough just to lay down and say, Jesus, just do the yeah. work. Lord, Just, I'm not going to fight it. I'm not going to try to wreath overthink it. Or I've already, I thought I already did this. I thought I already went through this. No, just I know that there's a deeper level. Because listen, I know this about the Father. That anytime he's trying to bring an issue for me to deal with in my life, he's trying to get that thing dealt with so that he can bring me into the next place of from glory to glory, the next place of authority, the next place of influence that he wants to bring me into the kingdom. And uh, I, I, I just want you to, you know, Mark, for those people that are out there that are, are saying, wow, I'm really resonating with this. I think <laughs> I might, you know, have some issues that the Lord wants to deal with. What would you say one or two things people could do right now, even today, starting to, to ask the Lord to start cultivating this area in their life and, and bringing healing to this area of rejection. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, besides getting the book, um, I would say that I, when, when it comes to like really unloading what rejection does, it, it can be this whole grid that at times people can look at and go, well, that's a lot. It's affecting so many areas of my life and to help people through the overwhelm factor. I really love to help people tune in to like what you were saying. What's God working on? What's the theme? I, I, I've, I've been doing personal sessions with people for years now. And 
I even in the beginning when I first started, you know, I'm kind of like trying to do like the, the full like rotor rooter in every area. And, and, and over the years, I realized, you know what, let's be more efficient with this and let's tune into the theme. And even when I do coaching mm-hmm. sessions now with people, very quickly, I will, I will get narrowed in on what's the theme that you feel like God is working on in your heart right now. And usually what I hear back is, I have no idea. I don't know. Number two, they say, I don't really hear from God. So I don't really know how to even start doing that. And so I just have conversation with them and I just start asking them some questions and what are some of the things you're bumping up against. And within like about five minutes through the conversation, we can usually run right into the theme that God is divinely orchestrating to heal in their life. And usually it's like one word. It's, it's, or, or it's one sentence. Uh, there, there's been seasons where it was just performance, getting the performance out of my life, um, uh, unconditional acceptance, rest, mm. the peace of God, um, loving myself, you know, which then led into a whole another book. Um, but there's, 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 certain, there's certain themes that are usually working that people don't realize God's actually in that inner dialogue. They kind of go, well, I don't know. I just kind of like, I keep being drawn to this kind of topic and I keep being over here. But then what happens is they get a sense of, all right, this is what God's doing. Then they get distracted by all these books and and then this person's Insta story and and that Facebook live or this YouTube video. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I need to, oh, that guy fasted for for a month. I need to do that. (laughs) This guy, he gave all his money. I need to do that. Or maybe this thing. And, and, And we're doing like spiritual calisthenics, right? Like this right. exercise, that one. Let's see which one works. And, looking for the magic bullet, right? right? <laughs> Isn't that what we're looking for? And usually I find most believers actually know a, a, a certain aspect that God may be working on. But they, um, they either A, dismiss it because they say, ah, I don't know, I don't really hear from God. Or B, maybe it's a little scary. It's like, oh, I got to deal with my dad issues. Oh, you know. And I like to help take away that ugh and go, no, this is an invitation to know a safe, loving father who loves you all the way, all the time. And um, so I'm I'm big on helping people to feel safe that, hey, no matter what issue you're talking about, like, let's create safety because in that safety you're going to experience the, the, the tenderness of God that you may not have experienced your whole life or maybe in a long time. So um, I would say um, getting the resource, but then also uh, opening your heart up like I did. God, I don't know you as father. Mm-hmm. But I didn't leave it there, right? I, I believe God loves true honesty, but I'm, I don't like, I don't encourage people to just leave it there and walk away to say, I don't know you as a father. Okay. What am I having for lunch? It's like, it's like <laughs> I don't, I don't know you as a father, but would you teach me? Would you show me? Because right. once I get the, the, a little bit of, of where God is working, I take that and I throw it on the tapestry of everything. It's on the canvas of everything. So, so it's like, um, I'll give this quick, um, illustration um, the thing that God put on my heart one day is when I was deep in the initial stages of renovation, I was single, wasn't married yet. And I, 
I would get ready for the day really quickly. I would just wake up and like many people just, you know, at the snooze button was hit too many times. I would go shower, you know, brush up, dress and out the door. And I had this one thought that I really believe God used. And it was this, it was Mark, stop. Before you run out that door and chase the day and all the things you have to do, I want you to take just a couple minutes sit down. It was like the stairwell that I had that would go out the door and I'd run down the steps and out the door. At the top of the steps, just sit here, put your hand over your heart and think about what it means to be unconditionally loved by me and put that in the canvas of your entire day and what it would look Mm -hmm. like to be totally loved. So I was, you know, hyper-driven, ADD all over the place, I, I, I was, yes, I was a pastor, but like many pastors, I actually had a hard time having quiet time because the yeah. buzz coming out of my brokenness was constantly going. So the cool thing about God is he meets you where you're at. And it was just a two-minute exercise because that's all I could really do. And, and, and over the years, it expanded, it grew, it got richer, but it started with that one moment of leaning into mm this performance theme that God was breaking me out of. And I stopped yeah. and I said, okay, Father, today I don't need to perform for your love. I don't need to perform for your acceptance. And so I, I, I receive your love so that I don't try to look for love in all the places I'm going to today. I've received it from you. And it would enter yeah. in a, a breath of fresh air. It wouldn't solve everything because 10 minutes later, I could be right back in the rat race right? It was a layer by layer, activating it, new mindset coming in to displace the old mindset. So that's, that's, right. that's how I began it. And then layer by layer, and God revisits stuff constantly. But mm. in the healing he did in those areas, he began to usher in healing in my biological family. He began to open doors generationally. He began to do things in my marriage. He began to do things, uh, but, but it, it literally just turned my world in a whole new direction because I realized, mm. wow, life's different when you don't feel like you have to perform anymore. That's life's, right. different. That's right. life's different when you don't feel this, this pressure uh, on you. So it was a whole adjustment to the new world of, uh, of freedom. And it was like, well, hey, there's Matt. And you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook Group. Listen, this group is absolutely free and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in his kingdom. Now listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person, and bam, you're in, okay? So listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Do it now, and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. Talk a little bit about on the other side, too. You know, I think one of the reasons I loved your book so much is that I could see my story and your story, this kind of type A overachiever going for it, busy, 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 no time for anybody but the performance and all of that. I mean, you know, it's something that God is having to break me out of. Talk to the, the introverted artist who 
is dealing with rejection and it has pulled them into such a place of isolation and paralyzation that they feel alone. They feel rejected in, in terms of not having any relationships, anybody that they can talk to. They feel completely isolated and are, are not even thinking about a performance orientation. They don't even want to think about other people right now. They're just trying to survive every day by themselves because it seems so dark and so alone. Totally. That's a really good question. And I think it's a, it's a big one that needs to be addressed more and more. From, from extroversion, introverted standpoint, I kind of look at it as, um, as, as how energy flows, flows best. Mm. So from that standpoint, there's certain things I can do extroverted, but I need time alone to refresh. Yeah. Now, with rejection in the midst, my extroversion moments were driven with performance and my alone moments were never satisfying. Mm -hmm. They were never refreshing. So it was just constant turmoil. And, and so it, uh, if I was in a ministry setting, I, I, I had this like mask I could put on and I could kick into gear. Right. But if it was like lulling into like intimate connection, vulnerability, like I'm out. You know, so if I if I was at like a like a like a party with people at church, I'm going there. Hey, you know, saying this, and, hey, how's it going? And then it kind of settle into, yeah, how are you doing? How are things going? Within moments, like I'm out, and 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 literally, like I'm I'm going home. I'll find an excuse. Sayonara. So so people couldn't truly get close to the real Mark. They could only get close to this persona. So it led me where more and more I realized, wow, my time alone is is pretty tormented i don't have peace i don't have fulfillment very lonely surrounded by lots of people incredibly lonely so the the first thing i had to do and this is just what what had to happen for me is i had to realize number one that some of the introversion label became a box of limitation more than an empowerment of understanding who I am. Mm. And, and, and if rejection is in the midst, the, the, the solitude can turn into relational isolation. Yeah. Uh, if rejection's in the midst, my extroversion can be neediness, people-pleasing, attention-getting, right. over-talking, trying too hard. I mean, we Let me all tell see you about the, me, right? <laughs> totally, totally. We've right. all seen those, right? Other people, other people, not us, right, other people. Right, right. Uh, but it's like, it's like, so either side can be really tainted by that. So um, I had to realize that first, that where are those areas uh, creating like boxes of limitation where I really need to get back to uh, understanding love and identity. And then the second thing was I had to realize in order for me to be healthy, I've got to make room and value for relationship. Mm. Now, how we all go about that starts off a little bit differently. God is patient. We got to take baby steps. But I, I said, I said, God, would you just bring people in my life that I can practice with, that I can feel comfortable with to kind of start where where the relationship connection is not based on what I do. Yeah. Can can we start with that? Yeah. Uh, because pretty much all my relationships were surrounding the role that I was in. And I was like, I, I need to I need to get around some people where I can feel safe to go, 
yeah, I've got some battles. I got some things and, and test out the waters. Um, because I know that loneliness, I know that sense of isolation. I even know the darkness of, I don't want to live anymore thoughts. It's awful. It's awful. And, 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 and what I want to do is take the overwhelm off of people that breaking out of that isn't having a million friends. It isn't even really having like, you know, five or 10 amazing best friends. It might be just one or two people that you take that step and go, all right, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a shot because my relational heart health is at stake. If I don't do this, I am pushing myself into an abyss of darkness and um, they, 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 they need to take that one step of loving themselves the way that God loves them and say, you know what? I I need this in my life. And so God, would you, would you open up those avenues? Yeah. It may start in a text message. It may start in a messenger. It may start on those kind of avenues where maybe introverts uh, can find themselves more in. But eventually, if I can get into a place where I can sit down and have a cup of coffee with someone, have a phone call with someone, just take that first step and just yeah. kind of get started. Don't feel like you have to like open up the truck, back the truck up of everything you've been through. Just kind of get started and realize that's God designed us to have that interaction. He even looked at Adam in the garden this perfect, wonderful garden. I said, man, it's not good that you're alone. That's right. And, 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 and we've been dealing with that factor ever since. Um, and so even to this day, um, my default setting can be, um, I, I, I can sit in a room, write books, work on videos, and go, oh, hey, I, 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 besides helping people, I haven't really talked to anybody. And, and I can, and, my, and I'm being honest, my default setting can lean towards that. Yeah. But God's taught me to remind me, nope. No, yeah. I've got to interact. I've got to hang. And so I, I, I find avenues to rub shoulders with people. And it may not always be deep. And that's, the, that's the, sometimes the myth that people believe. Like when they, even they come talk to me, it's like, we got to go to the Mariana Trench every time. Right. Like, no. <laughs> it's like the shallow waters are great too. We just don't, we don't live in the shallow. Right. We, we just learn to go back and forth and, 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 and learn to, to be comfortable in, in both those arenas. Um, but um, then you kind of learn how God wired you. And, and because I do so much on a daily basis of dealing with heavy issues, heavy heart issues, then my downtime is usually uh, one spent, I got to spend maybe a little bit more time than maybe other people just kind of getting refreshed by God, but also just recreating and, 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 and not taking myself so seriously and, and, and finding where's the joy, where's the, where's the connection to what adds life to my heart. Um, and, and, but there's got, but there's gotta be relational components in that, that, um, it's going to be helpful. So even like talking to you today, it's a, it's a, it's a flow of both. Yeah. So I'm talking to you, but man, I'm receiving from you. And that's really awesome, Matt, to be able to like, you know, hit the ground running with a guy who's clearly I can see who's done work, who, man, you've had the odds stacked against you. You've had stuff that could have easily taken you out, yeah. but you not only invited God into that, you're utilizing that. So that's where artists, I believe, can can be a double threat. Yeah, they have the gift, but they have their journey. That's right. And and um, 
man, it's impressive to see an artist show their gift. But man, if I can relate to their story, yeah, come on. Ooh, well, if I, I can think, connect to yeah. that, man, that's that's a game changer. Well, and the big lie I think for all of us, I I grew up thinking this is it. You know, all I need is me and Jesus, me and Jesus. That's it. And it's like, well, it's Jesus's idea was community. I mean, that wasn't just <laughs> you know, right. Jesus died for the church. It's we're we're made to be knit in the community and. I, you know, just even just a few years ago, as the Lord really began to, to raise me up in raising up others, you know, the mandate on my life is raising up an army of artists and um, fathering this group of artists and that sort of thing and relationship being at the core. And I remember I was really dealing with loneliness a lot. And I remember um, asking the Lord, you know, what this was about. And, uh, he was like relationships, you know, hello. And I was like, um, I, I don't have any other than my wife. I, and, and functional staff, what I, I don't have any. And I, I know I, it was one of those moments of my life. I was like, doggone. I mean, this is like a big come to Jesus moment. Right. And, I've been so focused the last few years on uh, my wife and I, I call it friends, having friends that we don't have to pray for, you know, having, having friends that are not in any way associated with ministry or work or anything that they're just the kids play on the same team or, or go, or they're just people we can go out to eat with, or just, we can encourage each other in the Lord, but they're not in any way uh, under our leadership in any kind of way. We're just, friends and wow i mean beautiful it's amazing and yet it is completely off of my normal grid the way i've always done life but i'm telling you it there's like a freedom there and the interesting thing that's happened to us over the last few years i've actually started to have a weekend again i'm like what is this crazy thing people call a weekend saturday and sunday <laughs> where they don't work at night what what are you talking about and yet and yet it's like I'm finding myself again. And there's just such beautiful freedom in that. So Mark, we could talk forever, dude. I mean, I'm going to come to Charlotte. You're going to come to Asheville. We're going to get together. I know, but I know that people are going to want to get your book. Um, Listen, I don't make a thing off these books. I want you to go buy all of them and support uh, Mark and Melissa and what they're doing because it's an incredible ministry. They can go to markdehazus.com. What about Facebook, Instagram, anywhere else that they can find you? Yeah, Facebook, Instagram, I'm usually on there somewhat in Twitter, but mostly uh, Facebook and Instagram. And uh, my wife and I do a uh, podcast show that we're actually, we're moving into some new studio space. So January we'll be kicking that back up. In fact, we're probably going to be talking around this subject in rejection mindset kind of arena. So we look forward to kicking that up. And um, if, if, if they come to my site, um, through listening to this podcast, please send me an email. I'd love to hear about it. Mark at markdehastus.com. I love reading the feedback of people of what God's done in their life. And even maybe some of the, the issues they're struggling with because it just keeps feeding the grid of what I'm praying into yeah. and, and just being aware of the pulse of, of what helps other people. Cause I just want to see people, uh, healed and free. And uh, I I left everything I was doing to go full force into this whole pathway that I'll be spending the rest of my life. 
just equipping people in this way. And uh, Matt, I, 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 I thank you for you doing the same, for having the heart for artists specifically. What you're doing is having an impact generationally, having an impact uh, geographically beyond anything you could, you could ever see or, or even ask. So I'm really grateful to make this connection and I look forward to Look forward to hanging out with you too. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for being on and uh, folks definitely go to martinhazus.com, connect with him on social. And uh, like you said, send him an email, let him know what God's doing in your life and go to Amazon right now and download the Kindle or get the book. It will absolutely bless you. Mark, thanks for, thanks for being on today. Thank you so much. Matt. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.